Oh shit. Here we go again. What's up, ballers? Welcome back. Season 2, episode 8. This is Dougie on the mic. I apologize. I had some math issues last week. I thought we were on episode 6, but I went back and checked. It's actually episode 8. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, not a math major. Uh, master's in finance, but we won't talk about that. Anyways, uh, we're here to talk about golf. Huge week for us. Uh, first major of the year. Players' championship. Big <laughs> favorite event. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, my two, we got all three of us in the booth this week because of, um, this, uh, coronavirus thing out there. I hope everybody that actually has it is doing okay. And those that don't have it aren't overreacting too much, but, uh, Vince and I were supposed to be at the rodeo tonight, but, uh, Houston mayor cancel all, uh, public events in the city, uh, in this, in the month of March and, and into April. Uh, so not too much going on for us. We're going to be hopefully playing a lot of golf. It looks like we may have some time off work because they want everybody to work from home, which means I'll be working from the golf course. But <laughs> let's go ahead and introduce my two co-hosts. First of all, the uh, shorter of the Scalici brothers, Vincent. What's going on, buddy? What's going on? Happy Wednesday. And, and the oldest and wisest of the Scalici brothers, Jake Scalici. What's up, bud? Hey, everybody. How's it going? So I guess, first of all, Jake, we should probably just uh, crack the nut on the head and break the bad news to all of our listeners um, that uh, you you have some trip news, I hear. Yeah, yeah. So um, it hasn't been fully confirmed yet. I'm still trying to see if I can pull some strings and work some things. But uh, it looks like my, my Scotland trip, which was tacked onto a trip that I was taking through my job, is, uh, is officially canceled. Um, but we're, we're, I'm trying, trying to see if there's any way to salvage it. We'll see. It's not looking, uh, particularly good at the moment, but I don't want to, I don't want to rule it completely out, but yeah. So all that content that I had planned and I had some really good stuff lined up, which is also kind of shitty. Um, we just don't know just yet. So we'll see what happens, but yeah, kind of, kind of a bummer. That is a big bummer. Yep. Yep. Along with a lot of other things, like I saw in the sporting world, they're getting canceled or yeah. just fans can't even go watch the events, which kind of sucks. We'll make for a uh, interesting dynamic here over the next month, especially with college basketball and some other things I saw. I, I, it hasn't really hit the golf, the game of golf too much. Uh, hopefully it doesn't for these tournaments like the Masters. I know that they put out a... Uh, Oppressor saying they're aware of, of obviously everything that's going on and they're monitoring the situation, but hopefully it doesn't come to that because I've been able to go three times in my life and it's one of the most beautiful places on on the planet. Also creates just a ridiculous atmosphere for all of the fans that are on site. So mm-hmm. hopefully the Masters doesn't get affected, which is 30 days away from now. Um, and anyways, we'll go ahead and get into the week. We're going to have a little bit of a short episode here. We're working on bringing in uh, an interview next week with one of Jake's buddies. Hopefully, we can get that lined up, and uh, we'll put some put some stuff on the gram and, and let you guys know whether that's that's coming or not here in the next couple of days. But last weekend, we had Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by MasterCard, a great, great tournament. Ended up being what I think was neck and neck with the week before that in Honda as far as viewership in my my my, my eyes. Um, just in terms of golf that was being played, how tough the golf course was, the conditions, pretty much everything that was going on around the tournament just made for an unbelievably great viewership. Um, and we got a first time winner on the PGA tour in Terrell Hatton, 
who uh, was in contention pretty much the whole way, uh, is a bit of a, a psycho on the golf course like myself. <laughs> big, big, big head case, uh, but was able to get things done uh, and, and beat a very good field, actually, because, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of the guys were getting ready to prep for the players this week. So Hatton won the tournament. He actually shot two over in the final round to win it um, and beat uh, Mark Leishman and Sung J M, who finished second and third. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau finished fourth. Keith Mitchell, Joel Dahman, Danny Lee. And Roy McIlroy rounded out the top five. They were all T5. Uh, Rory shot four over on Sunday. Uh, although the course was really, really tough. That's like the third or fourth time this year he's been in contention in the final group on Sunday or the second to last group and not gotten it done. So uh, a little bit of kind of what he was doing last year, actually. Uh, after he won the players, he he got in contention a couple times and then just... Wasn't able to get the get the job done, obviously, except for in the Canadian Open when he shot like 61 on Sunday, which was stupid. Um, <laughs> but a, a great, great tournament. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I took Hideki Matsuyama. He sucked, but he made the cut. Uh, Vinny, who did you end up taking? Ricky. Oh, Ricky, right. Yeah. Okay, so Ricky got in the top 20, finished T18, so he played well, but... I mean, I just want to hear from you guys. What did you think about the the, the Saturday and Sunday rounds? Because, I mean, like I'm looking through the leaderboard here right now. Everybody was over par on Sunday, except for a couple guys that shot one under. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, I think, was the low man on the day. He shot three under to move into to T9. But winning score was four under, which, I again, like we said last week, I thought was just absolutely unbelievable. Um, it wasn't 15 or 20 under. These guys weren't going low. They were having to work with all of the, the difficulties of the course. The greens dried out. Nothing could could hold the greens. Uh, Vinny, what did you think about the tournament? I enjoyed it, man. I, I enjoyed that it was vastly different to last year's beginning of the Florida Swing. Um, I don't think anybody was prepared to see these kind of conditions. Right. I, I'm not surprised that some of the guys from over the pond played well in comparison to the majority of the field. So, uh, you know, Rory, Hatton, Fitzpatrick, some guys who probably play in some windier windier conditions yeah you know year round if they're at home and i know a lot of the guys stay here in the states but still um at least growing up trying to play in those conditions uh maybe just help right. them understand what it took to to grind it out right like Hatton didn't do anything special but he was able to grind it out in comparison to your boy hideki who put about 12 in the water um <laughs> yeah light beer matsuyama <laughs> i mean ricky wasn't much better he did make a nine you know all, like to close on saturday i think that completely just killed his mentality but uh you know i liked it i liked like i said that it was vastly different and um you know nobody's gonna feel that hot going into the players so jakey what'd you think yeah i think uh i mean first of all like you said i think this is the coolest Florida swing that I've watched in a long time, right? Like Honda, not an amazing field, but that golf course was like so fiery, so firm, so fast. And you got a really cool winner out of it. Um, and then you go to Bay Hill, which I mean, Bay Hill can hold its own, right? It's got a ton of water, ton of force carry. Um, you know, some of the holes are a little sort of wonky, you know, like when you have a par five, that's basically a 90 degree angle and you know you got guys that can almost get it to the green if the wind is right it's kind of kind of weird kind of crazy but 
I mean, that golf course just played so, so tough. And I think what it did is it's a lot like what Vince said. It brought in some different names, some different players, some guys who, you know, are a little bit more um, the grinder than the, you know, shoot the lights out type guys. And I just I thought it was so interesting. Like, I think it just shows you, too, um, like how interesting it is when the ball rolls right like when like what happens after it lands is a little bit unpredictable like that shows how interesting that is and and i i really loved it like i i watched a ton of it this weekend so um i thought i thought sunjay was gonna creep up and win that thing though i was a little surprised when he when he choked it up on oh man how bad was that yeah yeah Yeah, Uh, not not good i I don't know what happened there i mean i I, obviously he didn't hit that wedge well but I, i i guess maybe he Misclubbed it or didn't judge the wind right, but man, that wasn't even close. It was like in the middle of the pond. But yeah, I agree. I thought he was going to take that. I think as soon as that happened and Terrell got the two shot lead back, I was pretty confident that Atten was going to win. Um, he 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 did hit some great shots though from 15 in. I mean, he was not hitting oh, yeah. too many fairways. He hit that rough was thick. He hit some unbelievable shots out of the rough that he flighted to the green and rolled into the back edge, and he was able to two putt a couple times. Um, he made a clutch birdie on, on 15 or 16, whatever the par five was there, um, to hold, uh, Leishman off. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a great tournament. There was a lot of guys that had some good looks at Eagle to get back in the tournament on, on 16, I believe was the hole. Uh, and, and a mm-hmm. couple of them missed like a 10 footer. Like I know Bryson missed one, Sungjae missed one. Uh, even Leishman was on the front edge. Uh, and ended up three putting from there to make, or no, he two putted, made birdie, but um, Terrell was able to get up and down and make a par there to keep the one shot lead. It was, it was some good stuff. I mean, we, I really enjoyed it. I, I was texting with you guys. I know, um, I was glad to see Terrell win. I saw his Instagram post that uh, they asked him how how he enjoyed the win. He said <laughs> I was hugging the porcelain about five a.m. So I'm glad that uh, he threw some back, and and he seems like it'd be a fun guy to party with. Uh, but all in all, yeah, I agree. I think the, these two tournaments in Florida have been uh, by far the best ones I've seen in a long time for that swing. Uh, they've been very, very true, hard tests of golf uh, with a, a great field this past week, a, a good field in, at the Honda. Uh, and I'm hoping that uh, it continues this week at, at the Players' Championship. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the one thing that's going to be a little bit weird, and as we get into this little preview of the players, um it's going to be soft, right? Because right. they they like overseed it, get it really, really green, really, really lush. They want it to be like it's it's the PGA Tours like idea of what they think their like Augusta is, I guess, right? It's got yep. a ton of flowers and all that bullshit. And so, um, <laughs> I I just think that you're gonna you're gonna get more of the standard Florida golf. You're gonna get a lot of just like hit and stick type shit. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely gonna be a little different, but I, I agree, it's been an awesome swing. I, I interested to see how it goes because Valspar is a really gen- generally a fairly tough tournament too. Right. So yeah, should be cool. All right. Well, uh, I know everybody's seen this already, but Tiger withdrew uh, last week as well as yeah. this week, or didn't commit to playing, um, saying it's not a major injury, but that the back is just not ready yet. I think he made a mistake playing at the farmer's insurance. It looks like because it's, it's still cold out there. I know he said he's, he's struggled with the, with the weather, with getting his back ready and he should have just maybe waited for uh WCC Mexico and then gone into the Florida swing. But 
concerns, Jake, that you think he may not play in the Masters, or do you think really he is kind of saying what he is? Because I know you, you know, he's he's typically pretty close to the vest. He doesn't really like to give a lot of information away. But what, what's your level of concern on on from a one to ten? Um, I'm at like a I'm at like a seven. I think that uh, he will play the Masters. I just cannot see him not defending you know, his victory there last year. But like, we've talked about this, you know, in text messages, in person, on the pod last year. I think the thing that you have to realize with Tiger is you're only going to get him in in like short stretches now anyway. And if you want, if you haven't pegged for a certain tournament, you better look at what he's playing beforehand because (laughs) at any moment he could be sort of backing out of it. Um, And and this is happening here, right? Like he's probably not going to play before the Masters. I don't think he's going to play the match match play. Okay. No, I I mean, I I initially did. And then when this, because I I still think to him, this is a bigger deal than the match play. So I think he only plays the match play if he's feeling really, really good. And if he's only, if he's kind of still a little ginger, then he's not going to play it, and that's another week without competitive golf going by before we head to Augusta. So, right, um, yeah, I'm at about a seven. Vince, what's your level of concern? That's I mean, good. I think he's gonna he's he's just gonna wait to play the Masters. I think uh, in his eyes, if he gets the W again. He, he he wants to play four rounds at Augusta, right? He wants to he wants to defend and make sure he can play four rounds. So. I don't think you see him before Augusta. So your level of concern from one to ten is uh, five. Like, a, like a, yeah, I'd put him at five, six, somewhere in there. Okay. What about you, Dougie? I, my level of concern is like a three right now, but I think wow. uh, I think if he doesn't play at the WGC Dell, my concern is going to go up to like a nine because I think that he needs to play an event before the Masters to have any chance at winning. Mm-hmm. Um. Just because, I mean, he'll have been off for like five or six weeks at that point. He wouldn't have played. He played uh, the Genesis, which was February 13th. So, it would be, yeah, it would have been like six or seven weeks. Um, I, I, you know, I think, one, if he doesn't play the match play, he's got zero chance of winning the Masters. Well, not zero chance, but not a very good chance. Uh, and I think if he doesn't play at the WGC, I think there's a serious issue that he may not play at the Masters. So, uh, it's going to be interesting. I hope. I hope he's okay because I love to see him play, obviously, as much as I can as, uh, since he's getting older and he doesn't too many years left. But uh, we will see what happens. Um, speaking of Tiger, he was elected into the World Golf Hall of Fame today. He will be joining, I think, 10 other people. Yeah, 10 other people, uh, along with uh, Nick Price, Annika Sorenstein, Curtis Strange, and then a couple other media representatives. So congratulations to them. I know we've talked about it on previous podcasts that since golf's a little bit different, it's not like baseball or football where you have, have to be not or have to be out of the game for you know so many years. I think it's five to ten years depending on the sport. Uh, and it, it really seems like everybody gets into the golf hall of fame. So I don't really take too much uh, in I don't look too much into this, but you know, cool honor for him. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll I think they'll see them elected twenty twenty one. Yeah, 2021. Okay. So I mean, there was obviously a lot of question around whether he was actually going to get in or not, you know. So it's just, you know, it's good. It's good that they made the tough decision and, and actually elected him into the Hall of Fame. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, so uh, yep. You know, the golf best golfer in the world. Uh, you know, maybe not getting in the Hall of Fame. Jakey hates him. It's okay. You know, it's kind of like no. when you 
That was sarcasm, dude. Oh, I know it was. But you know, when you, it's kind of like when we talk about the Players Championship being oh, the best event the out there. But I hate the players. I like Tiger. I hate the players. <laughs> so, so whatever. Yeah. Congratulations to him and Annika uh, and the rest of the people on the Hall of Fame uh, class. All right. Anyways. Oh, and I did have one other thing on the same week as the match play is the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship down in Dominican. Our buddy Dylan, who was on the podcast last week, uh, has Monday qualified for that. I believe it's next Ooh. Monday, maybe, or the following Monday. I cannot remember. But, uh, yeah, he shot, I think, 71, one under in Florida at the one of the local qualifiers there to get into the Monday. So, congrats to him. Hopefully, he gets in. We'll, we'll keep everybody up to, to, up to date on that. Um, so, we're moving now into away from the Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by MasterCard to the Players' Championship. This is the best field in golf every year. It's got 600 FedEx points up for grab and $2.2 million oh to God. the first place winner. I can't believe we just mentioned FedEx Cup points on this thing. Okay. Are we going to call it a non-major, though? Doug? It's not a major. It is not a major. <laughs> it, it's just the best field in golf for the year. A couple of things here before we get into our picks. Our level of concern, we talked about Tiger. What's our level of concern for Brooks Kafka right now? Because going back good. to him, he's got two missed cuts, a withdrawal, 43rd and 47th. I mean, he's 210th in the FedEx Cup points right now. Go ahead, Ben. If this is his opportunity to show people, actually, I don't know if I want him to show up this week because it's either going to solidify the fact that he's just he's a big game hunter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, People are going to be like, you don't fucking care. You're just, you know, you're going to play majors and the the big purse events, you know, at your will, right? Um, I, do I think something's still bothering him? Yes, I do. Do I know if it's his knee? I don't even know, man. It could literally be anything with the way his golf game is. Something's on his brain. I'm I'm worried. I think I don't think he makes a cut this week. I I don't think that's like a bad guess. Um. I, I I'm definitely concerned, and I think that you're kind of right, Vin. Like, look, we've seen him just like basically give the middle finger to regular events over and over and over again, right? And and just sort of like sleepwalk through them. But he always like sleepwalks through them, makes a cut, has a decent weekend, and we just go, oh, like he got like a yeah, he was 35th or whatever, it didn't matter, or 28th or something like that, and. These last couple of weeks, his short game, he's lost. A, I looked at the strokes gain. I can't remember the exact number, but he lost a ton of strokes uh, around and on the green. And he's hit it okay, but he hasn't hit it to his level. And so, like, I, I'm kind of with you. Like, something's bothering him. I think he's trying to get tuned up for major season. But I think it's really hard to get yourself, like, revved up and ready to go when you know that you're really, your game really isn't, like, tuned the way it should be. Um, he's only making three birdies around right now. Yeah, he's just, he's not, put, he's not making putts. I mean, that's one thing. And when he misses the green, he's almost always bogeying right now. So like, and, and also let's, let's take a couple steps back though and like pump the brakes a little. I, I think when you're playing weeks where the golf course is as hard as it was this week, like Vince said it in the part about API, like, everybody was making big numbers. Like the big number right. was just right around the corner. You know, even Hatton, you know, he made double on 11. So it was like, yep. it was always right there. It was always a chance that you were going to make a big number. So it's hard to look at the stats without them being skewed. 
But yeah, I, I think there's something to be concerned about. I mean, what what are you seeing, Doug? You've you've seen in the last couple of weeks too. I mean, I think that there's definitely concern in his head because uh, he he is used to just going out there and like doing his thing. Like I know he's he's said in the past, like I don't really need to hit range balls because mm-hmm. I've been hitting, you know, I've been swinging it the same way for my entire life. Like I just want to go out there and play. Uh, but yeah, I think there's definitely some concern in his eyes, especially as we get into major season here in like three weeks. Uh, and you know, he wants to win the masters. He's never won there before. He got close last year, but I, I think there's definitely, you know, panic in his head that shit, what's going on here. And, you know, maybe a little bit like what Spieth went through a couple of years ago. He, you're just flying high for like two or three years. And yeah. then one, one small thing goes wrong and it like derails your entire you know, season or two, speed's starting to come back a little bit, but it's taken him, you know, two years or so. Hopefully that doesn't happen to Brooks because I do love watching him at the top of his game. It's just, it's just he's a specimen. So we'll sure. see what happens, but there's been a lot of talk about him this week, so I wanted to bring him up and see what the people were thinking. So with that, Jakey, uh, they're down in Jacksonville this week. What are the standings for our picks so far? So the standings for our picks – through what is this i think it's our fourth or fifth yeah fifth uh time through um vince with like a a truly kind of a commanding lead obviously there's big swings in this game every week worth nine points but vince took fowler this week um what top 25 uh t18 oh t18 there you go top 20 um and he gets the big chunk of the points and is at 23 currently doug with his uh, pick of Hideki, has made a full sort of comeback after oh, yeah. a, a tough start. He's at 14 points. And my guy, Jason Day, didn't even play the damn thing. Um, oh, he played. He played six holes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, He yeah. played he four played. holes. <laughs> he played, he played oh, a total holes. of 22 holes. He's like, that's like me, like after a, a day at work, and I, I just want to go play a couple holes. That's like Jason Day. He's like, eh, just go play a couple and... I'll take the loop back in and go get a go get a burger and get the hell out of here. So that puts me at 16 because I got two weeks back to back with only one point. So that's where we are. Vince 23, Doug, or sorry, Vince 23, me 16, and Doug 14. Love it. Crawling well, before back. we get into uh, Jake making his pick here, let's do the power rankings really quick. The <clears throat> top five players in the 2020 Players Championship: Patrick Reed, number five, coming off the WGC. Mexico Championship, and then finished T15 at Bay Hill, where he was the only player in the field as many as three red numbers. So, two top 25s coming in. Uh, in his six attempts at TPC Sawgrass, we're interested to see what Captain America can do. Fourth place, Webb Simpson, the 2018 champ, who I've seen a couple people actually picking him to win again this week. Uh, so we'll see what uh, what's going on. He, you know, he had that come from behind win at TPC Scottsdale. Um, which, you know, a lot of people wanted Finau to win, but he was able to, to win that one. So he's in some good form. John Rahm, third, who seems to be in the mix every week as well, along with Rory, who is number two in the uh, power rankings. And then first is Justin Thomas. So Whoa. we will see. He's uh, played, I think he's five. Yeah, he's played five times at TPC Sawgrass, Justin Thomas has, and he's got two top 15. So he's made the cut all five events. We will see what happens this week. Jakey, what is your pick for the 2020 Players Championship? All right. Well, I I don't like the players. <laughs> um, I'll reiterate that one more time. Uh, but 
I'm going to pick someone that I also don't really like, but I think this course is like the perfect, perfect setup for him. And he had, he had a great week last week. He hit, in my opinion, the shot of the tournament. I thought he was going to win the tournament after what he did coming in. Uh, I am going to take the scientist, Bryson DeChambeau, this wow. week. Wow. Oh, at TPC Sawgrass. That shot on 18, listen, I know we can like shit on him for kind of being a little fraud here and there and like talking about all this science and all this physics and all this stuff. And, and this whole working out thing, if the working out thing has clearly worked because that there's no one else that, that I thought in the field was, I, I didn't even think he had a chance of hoisting that ball on 18 out of the rough to the front of that green. I like legitimately didn't think there was a shot. I thought he was just going to hit it in the middle of the freaking water. And, uh, then he made the putt and I was like, man, he's about to yep. win this thing. Like everybody's going to come back to him. So yeah, I'm going to go with Bryson. I love it. I love it. All right. We'll see what happens. He is. Got a T fifth, a second, and a fourth coming in, so he's just yeah, running hot right now. Yep. Uh, I'm going with one of the, the the perennial favorites this week. I'm riding the hot hand, although he hasn't won. I'm going with Rory McIlroy. Whoa. Um, who he is did. first in adjusted scoring and par five scoring, and just absolutely playing well for three rounds. Hopefully, he can get it together for four rounds. Also, the defending champ would be the first person to successfully defend at the mm. Players Championship. If anybody could do it, that's the guy. I think I think his form right now says that it is the best opportunity to do so, for sure. Vinny, what you uh, got? Ooh, well, since uh, apparently it's a big name week, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the X Man, Mr. Xander oh, Shoffley. X gonna give it to you. X gonna <laughs> give it to you. Yeah, uh, I mean he didn't play great last year, missed a cut, but the year before, um, second place, right? Uh, and he's, he's he hasn't been over top 25. He's been in the top 25 since, well, let's look, July of last year in every event he's played. <laughs> since missing nasty. last year's cut, he's finished second four times and T-third once. <laughs> yeah. So, he's, like, uh, significantly underrated, I feel yeah, like. He's I think, a great, he is a great, great player. I, I really think he's got a chance this week. Uh, we've seen him on big stages, and he, he doesn't frill. He doesn't, it doesn't seem like he's got any nerves. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a silent assassin this week. I'm thinking. Yeah, one of my favorite it. swings on tour too. I have a few make the cut or miss the cut people. I'd like to throw out there and get the uh, audiences. All right. Do we Let's think do that Phil Mickelson will make the cut this week? No, no, no <laughs> fucking way, dude. <laughs> oh man, Let's get the guy of right. Jeez, <laughs> Doug, you said it. If he's on this side of the Atlantic Ocean, he can't fucking do it. And if he's over somewhere in Europe or Middle East, he's great. So, Okay, that's fine. Do we think Colin Morikawa makes the... Actually, you know what? Do we think... So Morikawa <laughs> is playing with Matt Wolf and Hovland. Oh, the, that's think, a great... That's good TV television. Who's going to be the I best in that group, by the way? Do we, well, do we think one's going to make the cut? Two or all three? Two are going to make the cut. I think okay. only one's going to make the cut. Whoa. Yeah. I, I think all three are going to make the cut. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I just I think that they're going to be that's a comfortable pairing for all of them. They've played together multiple times, especially Hovland and Wolf. Um, we should put we should put five dollars on this. I'm I'm okay. in. Done. All right. Yeah, you're done. Five bucks. Whoever gets their their pick right. Okay. Uh, last guy I have is: Do we think Jim Furyk will finish in the top ten? No. Coming off that miraculous run last year, where he I I was hoping he was going to win. He hasn't played enough golf. He's the he's the 
you know, he's the man. I mean, I he is so. the man, but I don't think he's got. I, that was okay. That was right. a great run by him, but I, yeah, that might have been the last time to push the uh, push on the gas, so to speak. All right, last guy, the Brooks going to make it. Ooh. Vince, you want to go first? <laughs> I've already said no. I don't think he makes a cut this week. Um, and if he does, he's going to end up like winning it, you know, just because I'm saying it. So, let's see. I think he does make the cut. It's okay. going to be it's going to be softer. He's not going to need all the shots that he's been kind of tasked with lately. If, I think he does make the cut. I don't think he shows, but I think he makes the cut. Okay, I love it. I will throw this one out there because I almost took him, but I almost pulled a Bazadenhood bomb this weekend. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Players, huh? You going to buzz the tower? I almost oh did, dude. I almost did, but I, I ended up going with Rory. But, dude, he, he played some golf last week, and he was in there for, for like the first seven or eight holes on Sunday. That dude a chance. hit it, man. He's a striker. So uh, we'll see what happens with him this weekend. Uh, and we'll see Jason Day back in the field, see if he can he can actually play a couple more than a couple holes. <laughs> He'll um, get through but, nine this time. But uh, all things considered, I, I can't wait for this weekend. I'm really looking forward to seeing if it continues uh, like last last two weeks. Like Jake said, I know it's going to be softer. It always is there. But, um, you know, I'm hoping – there is, you know, five or six guys on Sunday that are in contention down the stretch because that 16, 17, 18 is one of the best uh, three-hole finishes. Yeah, it uh, is I really think good. Off. So uh, looking forward to seeing what happens down at TPC Sawgrass. Um, so moving on from the Players' Championship, I would like to go over a few controversial topics. Yeah, so news. I don't know if anybody was paying attention this past week, but <laughs> Scott Piercy threw himself under the bus a little bit, and himself and Akushnet, which is the parent company for Titleist, have decided to part ways. Um, he made some homophobic comments, which he later apologized for. Jake, do you think this was too harsh? Do you think that he should even be playing this week in the field? Uh, because I know Monahan said that they saw it, but... They weren't happy with it, but they haven't really done anything. He's playing in the Players' Championship this week. He's got no branded clothes on, so he looks like Tony Romo out there with all the black and white. <laughs> I saw that um, picture. But uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, what? there's really not much to say. Like, look, he made he made a homophobic comment, and he deserves to be nailed for it. He, like, made some controversial stuff around conspiracy theories that deal with homophobic stuff. He should be nailed for it. Um, should he be is, playing this week? Well, see, that's where I was going. Like, it, I guess the answer, like in a weird way, is yes, because you had a guy cheat and he played. So you have this person say something terrible, and whether that's their own view or not, I mean, that's up to them. And his punishment has come from the people that support him financially. So, like that would mean that the PJ tour would be like taking a stand on something morally. Um, and clearly they haven't done that before. So I don't expect them to do it now is, is I guess where I'm going. Right. Um, and uh, I mean, the same thing goes for like something like what Sergio does when he has a little temper tantrum, he starts taking chunks out of greens. Like he doesn't get suspended. It, it's just one of those things, but what were you going to say? Tiger did this. Um, well, obviously, first of all, it, I don't even think you can compare it because Scott Piercy is like a 
Oh, I'm, know, I'm not disagreeing. That's why. That's why I brought it up because I think it's it's. Well, that's I. I mean, frankly, like my answer is very simple. Uh, even if Tiger felt that way, I don't think he would ever get that to that point. So, it, yeah, if he did it, would he get suspended? No. Would it be absolutely a huge, massive story? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it, there'd be no avoiding it. Even and this week, I mean, it's like it's like a blip on the radar, but. Yeah, I don't even think you get that far. That's the thing. Like Scott Piercy is unchecked. Tiger is there's right. a, there's so many systems around Tiger. It's a totally different world. But yeah, yeah. Well, Tiger's probably got he's got well he doesn't probably he does he has a full team of people that do all that shit for him. So he's probably not yeah. even he's tweeting out maybe five percent of the time. The rest of it's already prepared and whatever. Um, right, right. Okay. Well, the other uh, situation, well, not really a situation, but something that's been developing over the last few weeks is players with their uh, club manufacturers, it happens every year around this time. And Rosie, uh, Justin Rose, has apparently moved away from Hanma, uh, who he was with. It was two years, right? He was with them for two years? Yeah, this about. is his second year. This, this is his second this year. This was his second year. His okay. worst 13 months so far. Yeah. So, so he moved away, you know, a little bit like I would compare it to like Bubba Watson when he decided to play the off brand ball moving away from Titleist. Um, he is now back on Titleist and has won. Twice since then, I believe, or one, at least once. Yes, uh, I think it's twice. So, thoughts, Vinny, on Justin Rose moving off? He, I mean, obviously, he wasn't playing well. Do you think it was just because of the clubs, or well, what are you thinking? I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to blame the clubs. Like, just like I'm not going to go out there and be like, this driver is made out of you know cement. I can't hit it more than 40 yards. I could do that with the stuff they play too, right? A Taylor made a Callaway. I can suck with those clubs too. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you've been playing very well lately i'll give you yes, that this but yeah what i'm saying is maybe they just didn't fit him right they, he wasn't confident in the woods i think the first thing he moved away from was the woods i mean you know these japanese like forged iron companies they've made some quality stuff for many many years right i don't right. even know if Hama's japanese but you know it over, is. The, over, it the, is. P, over the pond um you know, like my Euro, the big pond, the, the big biggest pond. pond. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think it was the irons. I think he moved away from the woods and, and realized what he was gaining, and it, it had a trickle down effect throughout his bag. Right. He 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 really just realized that the, there was some better stuff out there for him, fit his game better. I mean, I don't want to call Hanma mom and pop, but in terms of players on the PGA tour, they are. They're that small, right? I think I made this comparison t- t- talking to Jake with PXG, with, with Hanma. Um, they're not mom and pop, but in terms of the people playing them, they're having a fallout because they can't maintain the players and they're not creating superior equipment for guys at that level, right? So that, uh, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I, you make a, I mean, look, you make a good point. I, I think that the um, the thing with Justin Rose is, and I, I I think Doug can probably comment on it a little bit, but like we, even us as like you know everyday sort of just weekend golfers or whatever, especially if you play golf for a while, you have like certain shapes and feels that you like, right? Like Doug does not like Mizuno irons. We've it's been well documented between us, right? <laughs> Wild and I, yes. And I think that they are like chef's kiss, like the, the most perfect feel, right? And and that's just because we literally, because we have a different opinion of what we like to feel at impact right. and what we like to look at, right? Like 
uh, I like to look at a little bit less offset than some of my friends do. It's just one of those things. It's what your eye likes. And I think the thing for Rose, if you like kind of notice, and you made a good observation, Vin, is when you play something for so long, right? You get used to what that look and feel is. No matter if I got the swing weight exactly the same and the dimensions were very similar, all of that stuff, it, it's never going to be exactly the same. So the woods, you know, they kind of crept back in and you start to see TaylorMade show up. And, you know, he was already playing. Um, uh, his wedges were coming in and out. He had some Vokies in there. He had some milled grinds in there. And it's just like one of those things. I, I think he, you're probably right. He's probably never fully comfortable with what was in his bag. And he's struggling. So what's the easiest thing to change when you're struggling? Not, not your swing. Don't do that first. You do the equipment first. And so um, whether it was his decision or Hanma or it was mutual. Um, yeah. I mean, clearly, clearly that's gone sour very, very quick. And they put a lot of money into him and a lot of money into trying to grow that brand uh, over here. And, you know, right. even like custom wedge <laughs> department and, you know, trying to get in the bags of influencers and, they're really trying to do it, and he was at the head of that. So, I think it's probably a really big loss for them, frankly. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens oh, definitely. there. I mean, he was number one player in the world when they signed him. So yeah, that was a huge signing for them. Um, interested to see what's going on. Um, you know, and there's a couple other guys that PXG has lost, like uh, Chaz Reeve. I think the only guy they really have now is Pat Perez. Still, uh, they lost Reeve and a few others. Yeah, um, so. Uh, it's interesting to see. I mean, it happens every year. Like Brooks is playing a different driver every week. He's not on a club deal. So I think, I think, well, I, one, the manufacturers don't want to spend the money on players unless you're Tiger or Rory. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think Brooks has done it the right way, right? He just stays out of it and just plays whatever the hell he wants to play, um, when he wants to play it. So why don't you think more guys go that route though? Because like the money isn't, it, for like everyday player, right. that, like middle player, isn't that good? They're going to make it up right. if they play what they're comfortable with. I'm uh, I'm always surprised more people don't do it. I mean, I think that a lot of those guys are like, let's say you play Titleist your whole career, and then you go out on tour, um, and Titleist is like, hey, we'll keep you, we'll give you balls and clubs and all that shit for free. I mean, they can already afford it anyways, but mm-hmm. it's just probably the smart thing to do, especially I think as you're getting your career going. I think once you've been on tour and established yourself. Yeah, do whatever the hell you want to do at that point. But I think that it's probably the right, the smart move when you're coming out of college, going on to the Corn Ferry Tour and then into the PGA Tour to have, you know, a, an established brand that you're playing for at that point to get you going. I think that's the smart move to go. And then, you know, after the contract is up and you're in your career and you've won a couple of times or whatever, you've established yourself. I think at that point you play whatever you want. So, True. I mean, I think it, it plays into a lot of those guys' personality, right? Brooks is the I don't give a fuck personality. So he plays everything. Some of those other guys are like, "Hey, I want to play one thing my entire life," so they stick with a brand. I mean, it's 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 whatever. I I don't really get too much into it. I think, you know, I think PXG and Hanma tried their best, and they haven't done as PXG's done a better job, and especially with the women. Some of the the number one women players have played PXG for a couple of years now. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a tough market to be in because Titleist and TaylorMade and Callaway and those guys have been in the market forever, right? So it's uh. It's interesting. I mean, Vinny and I, I played last year with the uh, in the Houston Amateur with the guy who owns Peretti. Uh, his guy's name is Mike. He's out of here here in Houston. Uh, he's good friends with Finau, who's playing one of his putters. And, and he told us the same thing. He's just like, these guys have been playing these brands for so long, it's tough to get them 
to move switch. over unless you yeah. have uh, you know a friendship or a personal relationship with these people or you have a bunch of money to throw at them so um, yeah interesting but uh, you know it's part of the game and we'll see what happens hopefully I like Rose so I'm hoping he gets back gets it back together because um, I think he's one of the best dressed guys on tour a lot, a lot like Jake would be <laughs> if he, he was out there um, he does have some swaggy stuff that's for sure so yeah, uh, you know, a little bit of a short episode today, but uh, I was glad we were able to all get in the booth. Uh, yeah, man. Vince and I didn't think we were going to be able to do it. We thought we were going to strand Jakey out there on an island, but we weren't. We appreciate. Oh, I was ready to go. Don't worry. <laughs> we 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 really appreciate everybody uh, for listening to last week's episode. It's been our most downloaded episode. I think we are at over three hundred views. So whoa! Thank you so much um, for that. We appreciate it. If you could, as always, follow us. At the Breakfast Ball Pod on Instagram, all one word. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. The link is on there as well. Um, it's on Facebook as well. Um, and if you can, please go in there, give us a five star rating, and leave some words. It could say, "I like seeing Vinny slap at the ball." I don't care what the the description says, but uh, that helps us move up in the rankings on the uh, the spot the uh, Apple Pod podcast playlist. So. Thank you again. We really appreciate it. We will be back next week, maybe with a uh, interview with one of Jake's buddies. We'll see what happens with the coronavirus and if it makes everybody stay inside for the next three years. Uh, <laughs> but we will have more more for you next week after the Players' Championship and a little bit of a recap, as well as I think some of us are going to be out there this weekend. Vince and I are trying to play Saturday morning at the Cat. Jake, any uh, how's the weather up there? Are you guys playing this weekend? Yeah, I think we're going to play this weekend. They're looking like a pretty good weekend. Might try to play down in uh, Atlantic City on Ooh. Saturday. And AC then, Country uh, Club? Yeah. Well, it, you know, they're doing it. They have a temporary tee on the fourth uh, hole. So it's like cheaper right now. So I'm kind of like, might as well take oh. advantage of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So might play AC on Saturday and then just play over at the club on Sunday. So Love it. Awesome. Yep. All right. Uh, Vinny, why don't you take us out of here? Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for tuning in. Um, if you're playing this weekend, I hope you can. Don't forget your hand sanitizer. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you shank one off the first tee, don't forget to hit your breakfast ball. Thanks again. Mm-hmm.